calling in right now, I understand, uh, is uh, Secretary Mike Pompeo. And um, uh, Secretary um, Pompeo, uh, I'm glad you're calling in. Tell us uh, what's going on. Everybody in America really wants to know the truth, and everybody's apprehensive. So people believe you. You tell us. Well, John, it's good to chat with you, and I know Rita's there, too. It's great to be with you both. Thank you, John. you know, we're watching the, the the horrors in Ukraine, and uh, we we know that had America done the right thing in the fall, had we had we delivered on our our commitments to the Ukrainians by helping them have the tools that they needed to defend themselves, there'd be there'd be less violence and less terror taking place in that place today. I hope the Biden administration will get on their front foot. I hope they'll lean forward. The Ukrainians haven't asked for a single soldier or marine. They've simply asked for the tools to defend their own sovereignty and. And we could do a lot more for them. We should make sure the Europeans are doing their part. That's in the end, this is in in their neighborhood. They are the frontline fighters. Uh, Putin is certainly intending to go beyond Ukraine if he gets the opportunity. We need to make sure that the Europeans do the right thing. And then finally, uh, American energy is at the very center of this. We all we all can see gas prices at home through the roof. Food prices are going to follow. It's going to get really expensive here for ordinary families. And a good part of that is the fact that we didn't do the right thing and make sure that we were producing American energy for ourselves and to support Europeans so they weren't dependent on Vladimir Putin for their natural gas and their crude oil. Now, uh, Putin, uh, is, uh, is he pulling back or regrouping? What is he really doing? John, I don't know what he will choose to do operationally and tactically. Um, he certainly moved off of the target in Kiev because he's been unsuccessful, and I think he's redeploying to the south and southeast of their country. But I don't think that the Ukrainians think, and I don't think any of us should believe for a second, that Vladimir Putin has changed. He's been the same tyrant for 20 years. Uh, he didn't do uh, this. He didn't. You know, he took a fifth of Ukraine, the part called Crimea, during the Obama administration. He now has conducted this land war, this invasion. He didn't do that when America was leading for four years while President Trump and I were running America's national security team. Uh, he won't change his ways. His, the nature, his objectives aren't going to change. He wants to rebuild greater Russia. Uh, it looks like he is going to move to the south and the southeast and begin to try and cut the Ukrainians off from the Black Sea. That looks like his military next set of moves. Now, uh, the free world is approximately two and a half billion people. Uh, the dictatorships are about five and a half billion, billion people. Uh, the free world is looking for the United States for leadership to keep two and a half billion people free. I mean, uh, I, the way I look at it, that uh, Putin looked at what happened in Afghanistan. China got all the assets, got all everything. Uh, they own the Taliban. Uh, does he feel he wasn't getting his set and that's why he actually went into the Ukraine? I think, John, there's no doubt that his perception of American resolve changed fundamentally when President Biden came into office. The risk seemed low, the cost that he would have to pay seemed reasonable, and he began to uh, prepare the assault that we've seen take place in uh, the four main four regions of Ukraine. I I think there's no doubt about that. It wasn't just Afghanistan. Remember, the president says a minor incursion is okay. When the Russians shut down a a pipeline in the United States, remember they shut down the colonial pipeline for several days? Yes. Uh, President Biden simply says, don't don't do that again. And and, I mean, there was just so many signals that the the first American leader to go meet with Vladimir Putin wasn't the secretary of defense or the secretary of state or the president. It was Secretary Kerry. 
Well, I, I realized they put climate change at the top of the list, and that, that shows Mr. Secretary, and the lack of resolve. I realized it was the Russians when the entire amount uh, needed to uh, to buy off uh, the, uh, the the problem was four and a half million, which is chump change. For the whole colonial exactly pipeline, right. the, the, exactly the, Russian, right. the Russians were only sending a message. So my intelligence sources, I, I broke the story. I apologize for that because I think uh, I remember you did. John. I broke, broke the story it. on Maria Bartolomo that the number was four and a half million from my sources, and um, well, we all have our sources. Uh, Rita, Rita, yeah. you had a couple of questions. Yeah, uh, Secretary Pompeo, I want to ask, John was talking about sort of Putin's strategy. What do you think is the Biden administration's policy? Because they seem to be slow walking this to a stalemate. What, where do you see they, it going? Aren't, aren't they partners with Russia and many, many other items? Well, with uh, Iran, with the Iran With Iran, yes. <laughs> no, the, the craziness of the fact that the Russians are killing Ukrainians and we are sitting, the United States is sitting at the table in in Vienna talking to the Iranians is just uh, uh just uh, it's hard to imagine and understand it's incomprehensible to me uh look i think the Biden administration's strategy uh was not well prepared and then when ukraine began to show and demonstrate their incredible resolve and zelensky his leadership uh they slow walked everything to your point rita they were too slow the weapons we provided were too small and too few they were they were afraid that ukraine might win uh, on some theory that you were going to provoke vladimir putin I think everybody listening to this knows Vladimir Putin's done been provoked. His mission set, mission set hasn't changed, and we, we should have been and we should continue now to provide them the tools that they're asking for, whether that's uh, MiG-29s that they wanted or uh, the sophisticated air defense systems they're looking for or just the American intelligence that we could very readily provide them with almost no risk to the United States. Those are the things the Ukrainian people deserve, the Ukrainian military, Ukrainian military wants. And the things that will protect the American people at home from what is going to be a staggering increase in cost for energy and for food as a result of this conflict in Ukraine. And, and Mr. Secretary, I understand the Chinese uh, are after the Solomon Islands now. I mean, a lot of Marines died taking the Solomon Islands in the Pacific. And, and they did it. And, yep, we're not, and nobody's challenging them on it. Administration didn't, didn't challenge the Solomon Islands. We didn't. We didn't. The Obama administration didn't challenge them when they put military assets on a group called the Spratly Group of Islands in the South that she promised Obama he wouldn't do. They have been. They've been unwilling to confront the Chinese Communist Party. I, I hope they'll begin to get it right with the people of Taiwan that they'll provide the weapon systems to the Taiwanese so that they too, like the Ukrainians, can do the hard work, the work to defend themselves. If we're serious about this, if we help these nations present credible deterrent posture to the Chinese Communist Party, good things will follow. You know, the the connections between Ukraine and uh, China and and Taiwan are deep, but maybe even more important is to watch the Chinese uh, allow the Russians to continue to advance and then scoop up Russian oil and natural gas with big pipelines being built so they get this product at a discount. this war has proven to be a tremendous boon for Xi Jinping and the Chinese Communist Party. The wow. Chinese want uh, Western Russia back. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah, Rita? and that's what's so scary, too, is that the world is watching, as John's just talking about. Everybody, we're talking to former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo here on Cats at Night. And, um, Secretary, I want to ask you, to John's point about the world watching, what's happening there with the Solomon Islands and and other, how pivotal is this moment? Because a lot of military strategists and foreign policy experts say right now they believe Russia's regrouping. 
Um, we hear that they're moving back to Belarus. They may be bringing in some of the Belarus forces. They may be bringing in um, other mercenaries. How pivotal is this window right now for Ukraine, for us to help, but also for history to send a message to others? It's absolutely critical. Uh, this, this is the time. Uh, the United States has the resources and tools. We, we know precisely how to do this. What this requires is real leadership. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think he is regrouping. He is, he's not going to either leave the battlefield, nor is he going to uh, move away from his uh, ultimate objectives. And we need to make sure we show the result that the United States showed for four years uh, during our time. Um, you can get, really, you can get that deterrence back. It just takes real action. Folks in the Middle East, folks in Southeast Asia, leaders all across the world are watching. The American people are watching to see if this administration has the moxie, uh, the skill, and the strategy to actually execute a vision that will make our country more prosperous and more secure and do a good turn for the people of Europe and Ukraine as well. Mr. Secretary, we have a minute left, and, and it's the weekend is coming. What would you like to tell all American people? Well, this is Palm Sunday, and so I think we all ought to turn our eyes to uh, to that as well. Know that this prayer will help the Ukrainian people through their terrible tragedy uh, also. And then finally, we're about to suffer one of the greatest invasions across our southern border that we have ever seen. We could be talking about 15 or 18,000 illegal immigrants per day. This can be stopped. We know how to do it. The policy that we put in place that we came to call Remain in Mexico worked to turn off the magnet. Uh, we're we're going to see a, a transfer of people and fentanyl and potentially terrorists across our border that will put the nation at real risk. Mr. Secretary, wow. you're 100% correct. Thank you so much for everything you've done for America in the past, and you continue to speak out for America. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you. Bless you too, John. Thank you, Rita. So long. Oh, great to have you here, the former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.